Welcome to the Extraordinary Culture Podcast, podcast for the culture that is music, movies, sports, food, beer. The Extraordinary Culture. Well, Vic, welcome, bro. How you doing, man? You know what I'm going to throw in right here? Oh, 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 don't call it (laughs) a comeback. I've been here for years. (laughs) We need to get a little of that shit in there. You just heard that as the intro. Hey, hey, bro, I thought thought you were singing Baltimore, bro. That's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) I'm singing Jungle Boy, Steve. (laughs) No, man. I'm singing Baltimore right now. Yeah, there we are, go. Uh, <laughs> after after an, an unscheduled an unscheduled hiatus, we're we're back. Um, we're missing Xavier, who will will drop in. He's going to do a little clip to say why why he's See? out. Yeah. Hey, this is Xavier here. Have you probably noticed I'm not on this episode? I have given everybody my full consent and blessings to continue. As I told Dan, Rick, and Dan. I don't want to see something that I helped create be lost forever due to my inability to record and not have a and me having a busy schedule. I hope you're enjoying this episode and you continue to enjoy the Extraordinary Culture Podcast. I will chime in time to time when I have something important to say or just when I have something out. Like, did you see that new episode of the Book of Boba Fett? What do you guys think? I think Grogu is going to go the way of the Mandalorian and not become a Jedi. Also, if they didn't talk about it already, what do you think about Operation Ivy reuniting? I don't think it's going to happen. I remember years ago hearing say, Operation Ivy was something special that happened for two years and couldn't be recreated. That magic couldn't be recreated. Enjoy the podcast as much as you can. I will listen and then give my opinions from time to time. Thank you. He's a working man. He's a working man. But we had a working man. We got a married man in the house. I think oh. you, yeah, someone got yeah. married since we last podcasted. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right around you. that time, yeah. Yeah. There you go, bro. That's when, that's when we uh, stopped, but we're... Everybody always asks me, they go, Dad, how does it feel to be married? I'm all, same as it felt yesterday. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> Live together for how long? There's no difference. It's just like, yeah. so it's on paper yeah. now. <laughs> when, when you're living together and, and all that, it, it doesn't seem like it's a, ma- a major transition. Yeah, no. I mean, it's nice. I mean, I, I can say I have a, a, my wife instead of seeing my girlfriend, and yeah. I feel like being 40, that's... I mean that's a, a culturally acceptable. <laughs> I mean you know no you know what dude actually low key I forgot because I was in the shop and somebody had come in and I think I had been talking to you or you I mean maybe you were cutting my hair maybe I don't even remember but somebody had said something about your your wife and I was like his wife oh yeah <laughs> like it's just become <laughs> so commonplace dude. Dang, dude just got used to it you so know was, what? oh yeah you know right there there when you said your wife I wanted to put that sound bite from the Big Lebowski <laughs> my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so we got we got uh, we got Mr. I.E. Rockabilly himself, Vic, our friend Vic, joining us today. Just kind of filling in. Yeah, a little bit. We a little need, bit. I need to get a soundboard. Who? We need to get a soundboard. Uh, one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Little, like a little Casio keyboard, just do. Yeah. Doo. Yeah. The sound effects. <laughs> into the hand clap. I'm sure there's an app for that. Yeah, Probably. but the apps they take should... a long time. You know, we feel that it was what we wanted on the little Casio keyboard or something. Well, I'll look, you know what? I'm going to look into that. I'm going to look into yeah. that and see what we're looking at as far as this price and stuff, because that would be pretty funny. I could, we could have more uses for that. Anyway, no. So that's where Xavier is, and congrats to Dan. Um, you know, I put up, on, I, on I started the our shop too, man. On the, yeah. The, well, the, yeah. The new and yeah, improved the new shop. shop. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Vic's going to get to see it tomorrow. So, yeah. It'd be yeah. nice. You're going to be, be surprised, nice. man. You're going to be surprised. It's the space is, it's huge. It's nice. huge. It's, it's actually, it's really, really nice. Sweet. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty, it's, it's going to be pretty cool when it's all like finally done. But for what, for what we've got going on right now, it's, it's pretty cool. So the new owners, there's new owners of the shopping center where, uh, where the shop's at. And those guys tell me that when they show the property off to other businesses, they always bring them by our shop. So nice. like, that's pretty cool. I go, man, even with the lights off, he goes, it looks awesome. Even with the lights off. I was like, damn. Yeah. Nice little compliment. Yeah. It's real, it's real spacious. It's got, you know, the, the shelving for all the product, dude, that's genius. That's genius. The open shelving. That's what was missing in the other shop. There was plenty yeah, of product and, and the cubbies were effective, but to see it like this with those open shelves, it's just like, damn, dude. And the, the whole area with the hats and the, and the shirts and stuff, yeah. it's just, that's killer, man. That actually it, is really nice. Yeah. The, 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 the disadvantage of being in a small shop when you're trying to do something like this is you, you don't have room. And that was our problem with over at the other shop was we just didn't have room. Excuse me. But here, those those slots uh, that we use for the shelving units, those were all built into the wall. So it was pretty awesome that uh, they were. It was already there. All we had to do was just buy new fixtures to. And what kind of fixtures did we want to go in place? There was some stuff I wanted that we couldn't get. Uh, there's like a hat rack attachment that kind of they make for this. Mm -hmm. uh, the company that I was getting all this stuff from didn't have it in stock, so I was kind of bummed that I couldn't get that. Because that was a cook hold like different, different, uh, a variety of hats. So that's what I want. That's what I want to do with the other side eventually. But I, I do like the, the shelf that we, the, sh the way we have it all laid out right now is pretty mm. cool too. I really, really do like the way it all looks. Yeah. And the, um, nice. the, all the, all the, uh, <clears throat> compressors with the hair in it. That, yeah. That's pretty cool, dude. <laughs> that, that's Everybody trips cool out job. on that. They're like, where? Where's where's the air compressor? You don't really hear it. Occasion if you're quiet enough, uh, and in the in that, I don't know if you've noticed, but like you can hear everything in that shop because of the way the it does the echo sound a little bounces. bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's like really loud in there, but that's not a bad thing when you're when you're hiding the the air compressor. You barely hear that thing kick on. Yeah, I've so, never heard it. I've never heard yeah, it. And I've I been in the shop. Either. What like, man. I get haircuts so dang often. I've printed the shop maybe three, four times since it opened. Yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. just before Christmas or right after Christmas, I've been there. Yeah, since man. Uh, yeah. Just... Yeah. So you don't you don't really hear it. Uh, no, one, never heard one, it. Another thing for that too is uh, it's a brushless motor. Uh, brushless motors run a little bit quieter uh, compared to you know normal air compressors. So, so that I... thing's sitting on top of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's funny that it's funny that you that you brought that compressor thing, dude. Because I uh, I went to a shop a while back right here in Rialto, and they're starting to use that stuff too, like yeah. the little airbrush and all that shit. It's crazy. I mean, I get it. They're... I mean, to be quite honest, I use a blow dryer. 
yeah. the air compressor is just a little bit more powerful. Uh, it works a little bit better with our tools. Uh, when yeah. we, we go through so much condensed air, uh, if we had the ability to do an air compressor, you know, hey, well, we're actually building a new shop. Let's let's do it. So, yeah, I want to bring that out. And, yeah. I, and I do have to say, when I first, the first time, well, I got to see the shop before it opened. And then when it did actually open, um, I did notice that it was kind of echoey. But I, I don't notice that as much. I don't know if I'm just used to it or if it's because there's actually more stuff in there that it doesn't echo as much. And I yeah. assume, you know, once you kind of get everything going the way you want it, I don't think it will. Just be, this year, because there's just not the, you know, the way sound echoes is it's open. And because it's not, yeah, you just won't notice it as much. So. So one of the, one of the things that uh, I've I've started I'm going to continue to keep doing it I just haven't done it lately is uh, adding flags to the ceiling mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that uh, that oh, cloth will kind of help deaden some of that sound yeah uh, instead of bouncing off of the drywall it'll just bounce off of the flag it'll be absorbed so uh, I'm gonna try a little experiment with that I've got a bunch of flags I've already got from the shop previously. That I need to put up. Uh, I've got flags people have been giving me, uh, banners. So uh, the most important one it was the biggest one that needed to go up was that SOS the one. SOS one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that, that one. That would suck putting up. We had to use a level, of, uh, a laser level, and all kinds of things <laughs> just to make it look like it was going to work. And then I put a hole, uh, not a hole, but like I punched into the drywall with the dryer. I mean, with the drill. I'm a hot mess when it comes to doing shit like that. <laughs> Good thing you got Flack on your side. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. Tell Mike, dude, Flack, come help me. <laughs> none of, none of, fuck, I know. <laughs> none of this is detracting. It's just customizing your workspace is really all that it is. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, characters. It yeah, it characters. Yeah. I've already had somebody ask me, they go, how much did you guys pay to have them do the ceiling like this? I'm all, pay? <laughs> There's no way I'd ever do anything like this, bro. This don't make nice. me laugh. Seriously. This is, this is just nice. It's just, it was here before us. <laughs> it was built in the original uh, construction of the shop. So and we just left it. It looks cool. It looks like a bunker. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, does. It does. Looks yeah. Like a little, little bunker vibe to it. Yeah. That's super cool, man. <laughs> Uh, anything else? Uh, well, that's been that's been the bulk of your time between opening a new shop and getting married, man. That was pretty much October, November, December. <laughs> Here we are in February, January. Dad was a busy everything. man the last he two, was. three months. Dude, he has. Have, have you noticed yeah. that like he, he wasn't much in the group chats? Like we'll be bullshitting back and oh, forth man. in either one of the group chats that we have. And, and yeah. Did, just did you quiet. get rid of your Facebook yet? <laughs> no. I, I uh, just like Lord Jane Grace, I ran I myself ran into some Facebook issues for a very long time. Uh, in fact, I'll just say this: I barely got my messenger back um, uh, the other day, like maybe like three days ago. I just got back into my Facebook messenger uh, since for almost a month. I've been out of it as I haven't really. I, I don't use Facebook a whole lot these days, anyways. Uh, I do use Messenger because that's how I communicate with all, with all of all of us. We all communicate in in some way using Messenger. But for a while, yeah, I wasn't using it because I just didn't have access to it. I was like, well, fuck it. I could talk to all my friends everywhere else, so I'm in no rush. Yeah. That's, but that was why I never really used Messenger. I was, uh, but if you guys notice, I was, I was active on Instagram. I was active on just like in uh, some text messages, text messages later. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, usually with me, it's, it's, it's funny because I think I, I use Instagram most of the time. 
and Facebook nowadays. It's just easier just to send a, a meme. If I want to send you something, I can yeah. do it right to Instagram. Right. Fuck. Yeah, definitely. Man, you guys say that, and here I am over uh, over here becoming a TikTok star. Like, <laughs> I'm serious, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm I, serious. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead, Jake. Yeah, what are you gonna say? No, I've, been, I've been seeing some of your stuff, Dad. It's, uh, yeah, your Disney, uh, your Disney <laughs> diary. Bro. Did Another I send you? A, yeah, well, it is. <laughs> Well, the first I'm gonna one, make a logo for you, bro. I'm gonna make Dan's Disney Diary. Uh, it's it's so, adventures, bro. It's adventures. It's Dan's Disney Dan, Adventures. Dan, yeah, Dan's Disney Adventures. There you go. So what I did was, and I had <laughs> I had something that blew up like in 2020, and just whatever, dude. I, I don't really care. I I find yeah. it funny, but somebody had sent me a video of a of a dude from Knott's Berry Farm, and homeboy in this little video, and it's short, dude. It's like you know 15 seconds. Got some hand sanitizer cleans his hands, rolls over to who must be his wife, who hands him a can, and he sprays himself all over. Homie got the freaking one pant leg up and, oh. and everything, you know, wearing some, some Nikes and shit. Bro, it's Lysol he's spraying all over himself. He sprays like he, he yeah, sprays I saw himself this video. with Lysol. I saw this video. Okay, so I decided, <laughs> hey, man, somebody sent me that, and I was like, bro, that would be funny with that Outcast song, So Fresh, So Clean. You know, add that to it with him spraying himself. That shit took <laughs> off, bro. I'm at like over 125 nice. freaking thousand views on on <laughs> TikTok and thousands right? thousands of followers and like 39 thousand likes some shit dude it's freaking ridiculous and then I got another one where I and I just bullshitting dude I'm entertaining myself Vic is what it is um, yeah I, I I rated the restrooms at D, at DCA because there's a freaking sound yeah. that like goes this is a work of art this is bullshit and I said that would be funny if I bullshit, did the bathrooms. Yeah. Because, you know, which bathrooms are cleaner? Like, oh, don't use this bathroom. So I did, bro. That shit's blowing up right now, too. So I'm like, it's not, it's nothing. I'm not getting any money. I just find it funny, dude. I just totally find dude, it funny. So the I, other I, day. I'm just surprised people are getting money off of the, off, like, TikToks, you know, those big. I'm just surprised people are actually making, making money off of that I think stuff. if I hit 10K so followers, bro, we'll start monetizing. And then you'll see me become like, oh, well, shit, I'm going to take this serious now. Right now, I'm just like, this is bullshit. It's like, I find it funny. Like yeah. So yeah. the other day, one of uh one of Megan's clients, he goes, spin me around. Let me. He's all spin me around. And Megan Megan goes, Dan, check this out. And one of her clients uh spins me got? around and tells me, okay, so I was in the bathroom the other day at DCA uh behind the Little Mermaid ride. Oh, that's and, yeah, yeah. And he goes, he goes, you know, when I walked into the bathroom, he's all there was something like a piece of uh, like a paper towel on the floor. And I was like, okay. He's all so I almost stepped in it, and then I decided not to. And I'm really glad I didn't. And I go, why? He's all, someone shit on the floor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's all, and then they tried to cover oh, it with, a, with a piece of uh, uh, toilet paper. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> bro, that's freaking gross. Um, <laughs> so, so I've heard, I've, I've heard, I've heard from janitorial because uh, we got janitorial kids that that work at uh, come to the shop. Yeah, they've they've told us some stuff. <laughs> Interestingly enough, that one that one that you're talking about, when we were there like two weeks ago, um, my son asked me, you know, I gotta go to the bathroom, Dad. He walked into that one and he walked straight out and he was like, Nope. It smells and the urinal is like overflowing. And I was oh, like gosh. Oh yeah, man. I'm all just don't don't do it. That's bullshit. Because <laughs> he was there when I filmed it and he thought it was hilarious. A dad walking around <laughs> with a stupid phone up. This is a work of art. This is bullshit. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it I'm gonna send it to you right now, Vic. So you can check it out. Like it, yeah, it's okay. pretty funny. But that was sure. gross, dude. And, and people, it's funny because people agree with me. Like they just know. And really, what it is, it's like those high traffic areas. It's just a high yeah, traffic totally, area, yeah. dude. 
Yeah. It's got nothing to do, do with the people that are cleaning them. or not, Like, it's nothing to do with that. Really, it's just like that people use that restroom. Like, the ones by the lockers, they're gross. Why? Because it's the first one everybody stops at when you come into the park. You know, after your long drive or whatever. So, nah. But that's 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 pretty yeah. funny, dude. I just, I find the whole thing funny. I just sent you the Lysol man, Vic. Yeah, I just saw it right now. Yeah, I'm just I'm watching it right now, actually. <laughs> with, the song, with the song, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> so fresh, so clean. It's the shit right there, buddy. Yeah, I see it. <clears throat> what the hell are you doing? God dang, how much Lysol are you putting, bro? <laughs> Jesus. I told you. Gotta stay clean. Gotta stay clean. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's not Berry Farm, bro. It's not Berry Farm. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> I'm gonna send that to one of my buddies. Go for it. Wow, I got one. Oh, I'll send you another. I have to send you this one. I have the video. TikTok took it down. I came up with one that was um, the same. The same clip. Uh-huh. This is a this is a work of art. This is bullshit. The work of art was just like yeah. a, a, a riot at Disneyland. It was like what did I use the Honey Mansion, and then this is bullshit. I used like a three second clip of a fight at Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> like went back and forth, and TikTok. I got to like ten thousand views, dude, and a thousand likes. And TikTok was like, "Nah, that violates our our guidelines because that's violence." I was like, "Oh man, two seconds, two second clip of a fight, dude." Nah, that it was, it was dumb. It was that's stupid. What he said. But yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was dumb, dude. But whatever. I'm just you know, whatever. So anyway, <laughs> what else is going on, man? Rick, what you been up to, man? I haven't seen you in a while. They just laying low. Uh, I've Someone got had such... a birthday, right? Yeah, well, have my family. Three quarters of my family's born between December and February fourth. So, <laughs> not lying. we all had. Birthday. Yeah, yeah. My daughter's coming uh, up. Yeah, but with uh, you know just the way a schedules hit, man, I'm I'm up at like four a.m. I don't get home till five five thirty in the afternoon. I make dinner and then I'm like, no, I'm done. So I'm not doing anything. I'm not I'm not as crazy as Xavier's schedule. You know, I can get out and do some things on the weekends but just laying low for the most part yeah what i put up on the twitter page because i activated the twitter page again to try to post there a little bit more was that ferris bueller clip life can match you pretty fast mm-hmm. you don't stop and you know check it out you might miss it and that's just where we've yeah, that's been true. that's just where we've been the last couple of months man we've each been doing our own thing but yeah you know this to just took a break as it got into the holidays and everybody got busy so Dude, what was our last podcast, man, for K-Fib Culture? I don't even know, man. Well, okay, I was thinking about this I want to say it was October. Probably, Early October, right? Probably, Vic, but what I was thinking about with K-Fib Culture, WWE is so bad, none of us watch it. So, like, we would only cover AEW because none of us freaking watch it. Like, we watched the Rumble, and, I mean, Mike straight called it trash. No, he didn't even watch it. Mike didn't even watch it because he was like, dude, I heard it was straight trash. You saw it. I saw it. I think Dan did. It was like, on. It was background noise for me when it was background noise, and I missed it. That's pretty sad. Like, which is sad when that was like, one of the big yeah. four. And you're like back yeah. in the day, you watched that so intently, and now it's just background noise. It's it sucks bad. It's uh, you know what, bro? I'm like, I, I think the women's rumble was a lot better. Yeah, than the uh, than the men's rumble. The men's rumble was just like. You can use You're bringing Johnny Knoxville in. You're bringing in. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Bad Bunny in. I'm like two spots that could have been fulfilled by some by other talent, you know. Bad Bunny yeah, still got my respect though, man, because at least he puts in the work. Uh, at least he puts in the yeah, work. It should have gone to somebody yeah. else, dude, of course. But at least he puts in the work. Yeah. He respects the business yeah. enough to do that. 
Yeah. I mean, I guess so did Johnny Knoxville, too, but, you know, given Johnny Knoxville's history, you know he's going to pull something stupid and be up for whatever. So, you know, it just comes to that point when it's a celebrity thing. It's just like, it's kind of gets, kind of get plays out, bro. I'm like, at least bring back some nostalgia, bring back some of those old guys, or yeah, yeah. at least give the, give one of those young guys from NXT a shot, you know? So, speaking of which, know. man, that turned to trash. Have you watched it at all, Rick? <laughs> oh, Not God. About the second or third episode <laughs> of 2.0. Oh, man. So, I was already oh, getting turned off. Like, they just started bringing these guys in with, like, no. Like, who is this J-Brone, dude? He's just all of a sudden on TV, and we're supposed to know his whole backstory? Like, yeah. this this is a nobody to me. And then it just took off with all those guys. So I'm just like, um, yeah, I can't watch this anymore. Ever, I try, but... Ever since uh, ever since Trips went out with that heart murmur, uh, that uh, he had a... I guess he had, like, a emergency surgery on that heart murmur or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. his heart. Yeah, he's been gone. Uh, freak. Yeah, ever since he's been gone, like, it... The damn promotion took us to the dump. <laughs> you know, and, and anybody who's associated with him, other than Shawn Michaels, is not there it's anymore. Hard. Got the axe. Yeah, and 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 I have a feeling. And I have a feeling it was it was mostly Shawn's idea, bro. To be honest, I think it was Shawn is in charge of that. You know, I think Shawn has a little bit of a jealousy issue with with Trips, in my opinion. You know, I'm like I actually I actually like the Golden Black version, dude. I liked it when they had fucking. Slim not performing the theme song and it was a little darker. Yeah, you know that's you know that's how we that's how the indies are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had you that un, it had that underground that raw feel. Now it's just yeah. trying to be pretty and polished and it's just crap, bro. It's like fuck, dude. It's just crap. <laughs> make it make matters worse when you see fucking the uh, Ricky Steiner's kid fucking uh, destroying that big giant NX on the NXT logo. Mm-hmm. That was that. A lot of people said that that, that kind of went too far right there. That was kind of like a, like a shot at the old some of the old NXT guys. That was a Lunder Blaze throwing the Women's Championship in the trash, man. Pretty much, <laughs> man. Pretty much. That's all I, I was going to say. It was Cody Rhodes smashing that's the trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, bro. Pretty much. It's just, and that's, but that's where that's been, man. It's just we, we haven't been watching it because it just has not been good. And I've tried, man. I have tried. I tried this weekend. I tried. And I, I like, tried, bro. Can't do this, man. I tried. I tried. I just, I Are you guys watching GCW at all? Yeah. No. What's I that saw, on? I saw that. At, it's on uh, Fight, it's right? On fight. Oh, yeah. I don't have Fight. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that uh, That main event between Cardona and Janela. That show was pretty badass. It, it, it was. It was really good. I, I liked it. Dude, that reminds me of like old school ECW. Yeah. Cardona's a sleeper, man. He's the one who totally reinvented himself after his release. Did, did he just get the Impact Championship? Yeah, I thought it was a picture of him holding two belts again. Uh, there's a digital media championship in Impact. And it's uh, it's the <laughs> championship it's just... that is pretty much their intergender championship. Okay. He beat Jordan Grace for it. <laughs> of course yeah. he did. <laughs> did you see her? And she yeah. just broke. She uh, just joined the Thousand Pound Club. <laughs> Uh, off of her Twitter page. I have. Oh yeah, whatever she was in, whatever surprised. weightlifting competition was in, she blew everybody out of the water, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah she wanted. Well, at least blowing her personal best. I don't know, but she probably did. But, but they, uh, she said she it was like a queen, a clean sweep she did in the competition. Oh wow! Like everything was her. Yeah, she was looking to break a thousand pounds, and she was like at one thousand seventy or something, seventy five or something like that. It was. It was I don't think it was like uh, in the hundreds, but it was like uh, double digit though. So that's that's pretty cool. 
that's impressive. But anyways, uh, yeah, I, so there's a bunch of GCW stuff on YouTube. Uh, some of it's actually pretty recent. I mean, the Janela Cardona fight was on YouTube, what, the next day? Yeah. Excuse me. So it's pretty frequent. So there's some good stuff on there. The John Moxley versus uh, Nick, Gage, Nick Cage fight. That was nuts. Uh, one of uh, one of my clients, because I was watching, I watched it at the shop. And one of the clients was like, is that John Moxley? Isn't he just in AEW? And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, he's in the indies too. And it's he's even better in the indies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unscripted, bro. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's uh, you way know, more he, violent. That's the good thing way about, more violent. Uh, that, that's the good thing about working for AEW that you could actually go to Japan or go to GCW and uh, freaking do your do your thing, man. I'm like, you're not exclusively tied down to one fucking promotion. Instead you know of I mean? for for me personally, what I've what I've caught myself starting to do, and I'm trying to do it more frequently, is it's not that I'm not really following WWF anymore or WWE. I'm following fighter wrestlers from AEW that are bouncing to all their other organizations. I want to start following. I want to start seeing what's going on with all of that stuff because that looks pretty interesting. Way more interesting than WWE or NXT. What's it? I think what's your Mark is is that Janela's getting more of a push on GCW than AEW. You know, yeah. a, he only he only does he only performs on AEW Dark. Was right. that was he I, was he ever a part of that? Like, did he ever have a piece of it? Because the first time I ever heard of GCW was with Joey Janela, and this was pre AEW when he was running the uh, was it GCW that was doing the Joey Janela's Spring Break and shit like that. Yeah. Or running shows yeah, during was, WrestleMania he's... weekend or something. Yeah, something oh, like that. I didn't that. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was a big. Uh, I thought he was a big name in it. I thought he had a piece to do with it. I think. I guess not. I think he was one of the. I want to say. I... Him and Nate Gage are one of the founders, and a couple of others, I want to say. Okay, okay. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He gets a pop. He gets a huge pop every time he's there. Well, he's yeah. like the hometown boy when it comes to yeah. that, if that's true, yeah. Yeah, I saw that match, that, that match uh, between uh, Cardona. They were before the match, <laughs> before the match, weeks prior. This was since a, like a box, like a, a box to Cardona's house. With pictures of him and Chelsea, there were yeah, exact pictures, just like the oh, yeah, ones yeah, that Ric yeah. Flair took of Miss Elizabeth, which is hilarious. <laughs> I was like, damn, I was like an Amish to that. I had to bring back the old school. <laughs> oh, so these were photoshopped. Hilarious. Uh, you know, he's got a match uh, on. It's on YouTube with uh, him and Matt Cardona and Rhino. For oh wow. I, I want to say it was for like a, it, it was recent so I don't know what the purpose is of belt other than just a, a belt match. I think I, I think he challenged Rhino for the ECW. ECW title. Huh? It was yeah it was, it was I was like because wasn't okay. he the champion when it when the actual went under the original ECW? Yeah he was, I believe he was, he was the was, last. Yeah. Rhino was the last champion. So, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. It. Yeah and then I, I think the uh, the sis and the sis letters kept coming in. Ah. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the match is the match is on YouTube, so uh, yeah. I would recommend before they take it down, go uh, treat yourself and watch it. It was it was cool because it was in like uh like a dark room. Uh, the ring was black, I believe. Uh, it just the setting and everything was like super cool. So was it GC Dub uh, or was it like uh, EC Three Destroying like Nerd and stuff? I feel like it was GC Dub, but don't yeah. hold me to that. You'll have to watch uh, and look. <laughs> I will. 
<laughs> they had a. Uh, I think Sabu also came out in that show. Sabu and uh, and uh, Bill uh, Bill made Bill a, Bill yeah, made it a, They made an appearance. <coughs> yeah, oh, did Sabu, he retire? He looks. He looks rough. <laughs> I thought he retired he looks from like the shit, bro. I thought he did. I thought he did retire. Uh, yeah, he's. Pretty, yeah, he did. His his Terry uh, She passed away. Yeah, she did. Super Genie? Yeah, yeah, she passed away recently. R.I.P. Has Sabu's been smoking too much of that weed lately? I'm sure Sabu's smoking more than weed, bro. Yeah. Sabu's done (laughs) way more than just weed. Uh, I heard he gets a discounted RVD RVD CBD. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's time. I think it's time for a a music break right here. Alright, cool. Okay. Yeah. Man, uh, well, you heard Operation Ivy, and there's a reason you heard Operation Ivy. I'll let, I don't know, yeah. whoever whoever wants to talk about it. So uh, <laughs> it's been it's been speculated a lot recently in the last few months. Jesse's saying he doesn't have any objections to doing an Operation Ivy reunion, and we always talk about an Operation Ivy reunion. But uh, no one really thought too much about it. Everybody, of course, is, oh, what if, what if, what if? But um, at that charity event last night in uh, – was L.A., right? Yeah. yeah. Do, we know, LA. Is, do we know anything about this charity event? Yeah. Or so the organization about? is called uh, Muzak, and Muzak is like a, a kids rock tomorrow or rock stars of tomorrow 
kind of organization where okay. it's like the cities that they have uh, facilities in, they give the kids instruments and teach them how to play and, and do bands and stuff like yes. that. So it's a, it's a fundraiser for that. That's what it was. So actually it was the specials um, who headlined that and Tim Timebomb, uh, Tim Armstrong and the Interrupters, the uh, the actual band, the Interrupters, not, not Amy, um, were the backing group for the specials. That's actually what it was. And then they must have done a Which, little set of their own. Haven't they done the haven't they aren't they technically Tim Timebomb and Friends when they do Tim Timebomb and Friends? Yeah, the interrupters, like the musicians and the interrupters are Tim Timebomb and the Friends. They're, they are the Friends. Yeah. They're yeah. his uh his backing band when he does Tim Timebomb and stuff. And this uh, is apparently like the tenth time they've done this. This is like the tenth charity event they've had like this. This one just got big because I'm sure there's all kinds of people that have done it. But I think this one just got big because of what happened, which right. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I find a little weird because that isn't the first time that Jesse's actually performed with with Tim. This one just blew up. And I think because of all the speculation of uh, Jesse saying something recently, it just kind of blew up. But I literally have seen it everywhere since we talked about it yesterday. It's actually since we saw yeah, a video it's, yesterday. It's, it happened last night as we record this. Yeah. It, it yeah just did you guys get nowhere. We got uh, the second view. Yeah. Yeah, I seen in our group chat. I, I posted a, a different angle. Someone had. So. Yeah, the Remy, Remy, and uh, his wife Tani were at that event. Remy from uh, Grudge Match Brand. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, he was at the event as well. Now, was that his video, or was that just a video he was sharing? I I think that was a video he was sharing sharing with a friend actually. The video that Rick sent say. of to us. Was from somebody else. Uh -huh. I think they, because his it was friend, from somebody else. That yeah, they recorded gotcha. it and um, it ended up it. being posted. Yeah, the one I got, I got from a punk rock dad's Facebook group. Gotcha. Like somebody there posted yeah. it, and I saw it, and I watched it, and then I sent it to you guys. Gotcha. You ever heard nice. of the band uh, Half Past Two? They're at Orange County. I Chicago. never heard of you, bro. Okay, F female vocals. Uh, That's actually awful. pretty good. They're actually pretty good. Uh, Tara okay. is the lead singer. She, I, she was there. So she shared some stuff too. I've literally have seen it everywhere now, man, because somebody got a hold of it. The the guy who did that ska movie, the ska in the '90s one, um, mm -hmm. he's yeah. been sharing it a bunch. There's a podcast called Nothing But Ska that that dude is from like Brazil or something. Um, he shared it, so it's literally all over the place now. Like it blew up, and I don't know where the there was tons of people there, so footage could have come from anywhere, and everybody's sharing it now. But I mean, you know. It just came out to who who posted it first, I'm sure, and somebody just yeah. Ran with that's it. what all the TikTok does anyway, and I've actually seen it on TikTok. Yeah, um, people stealing mm -hmm. everybody else's clips and reposting it, just you know, spreading word is is what it is. Um, I, I thought it was well, the, pretty cool, uh, the but audio on it was pretty good <laughs> for what yeah. it was. Uh, it's pretty just. I thought it was just pretty cool just for what it was. I mean, oh yeah, I have no expectation of no of this ever happening. In no, fact, I don't there. Either. Uh, there was an article that I had seen that said something about there's uh, not Matt Freeman. Who's the drummer? Uh, Dave Mello. Yeah. Uh, some some sort of objection, I think, in regards to him or something like that. Okay, so uh, I, I don't know if you – so, okay, if you read an article, great. I did bring this up last night in our group chat. I think it's him. I, I think – I don't think Tim strongly objects to it. If Tim doesn't object to it, Matt's not well, going to object to it. Maybe it was you. Uh, that's that's what I think, high. man. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, was in the good chat. These guys are are playing with, like I said, they've played with Jesse a couple times. This isn't the first time. Jesse's actually done it with Rancid proper. 
before. It's just, you know, there's no hard feelings there. It was sure. what it was in 89. And, it, like, if it becomes anything, he's the only one you never hear from. Right. So he was in that band Schlong. I, I don't know. Like, I could see it as um, maybe he has an objection to it for whatever reason. And the other guys, because of what it is and the way that it was, was done, just say, well, you know what? Operation Ivy was the four of us. If he doesn't want to be involved in it, then it's not going to happen. Because he's part of Operation Ivy, what we are. Because that seems to be sure. what it is the whole time. You know, it's us. It's four kids on tour. And I could totally, I could totally see that being Tim's point of view. Mm-hmm. In terms of, well, if if it's not everybody, it's not anybody. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's, that's, this is the same guy who, when Lars, who when Lars joined the band, said, yeah. "Well, you're in the band now, and you're getting the cut of the royalties." Who from the first record, which he didn't need to do, and technically Lars, mm-hmm. I don't mean this the way that it sounds, but he doesn't deserve because he didn't play sure, on the first record. Of course, he didn't play on the record. Right. So, he but he's Let's like, put it that way. "You're in." You're part of the band now. It's a democracy. It's we all get a split. So I don't know. I, I could see it like that. I know nothing. I have no information. I just because I know I Jesse's played does. with it's him still, before. It's still too yeah. fresh and too new. Well, so, it was cool to see it actually happen. Uh, I just, you know, I'd actually like to see some of the specials footage. <laughs> that's out there know, now too. You actually can't see that. You actually can't see that now. That's out there too. Yeah. If you you search for it, you'll find it because it's out there, too, because I think what happened was I think Tim came and did some songs with the Interrupters and then they brought out Mm -hmm. Terry Hall and all them. And then like uh, then they played the specials stuff. Sure. So I think that's what happened. But now I actually did see some footage of that, too. So you can get it. You are looking for it. So that kind of leads into the other one. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the boss. I was going to say, I think I was most impressed. (laughs) I was most impressed that I. Jesse sounded pretty solid still. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's been singing. Mm-hmm. He has his own band. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. He's had several other bands, uh, some of which have been critically touted. It's just he kind of prefers to stay on the low a little bit. Plus, being able to get those words out of his mouth at that speed of that song. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, to be honest. Yeah. Staying low. No, nah. nothing wrong with that. Nah, he's yeah. he's doing what he wants, man. Just like that's what he was preaching when he was in Op Ivy. I'm gonna do what I want. So yeah. that's what he's doing. There's nothing but respect for that. And yeah. you know, Tim does the same. When you think about it, Tim does it at a bigger level, but Tim does what he wants. Yeah. You know, I want to I want to start a band that has that mixes some rap in it, punk rock and rap. If we get the transplants. Yeah. You know, oh, I want to tone it down a little bit and just do some more acoustic-y kind of folky stuff. We get his solo record. You know what I mean? A little more reggae stuff. Backed by the Aguilites. Like, right. he does what he wants. He just has the money to do it. Even going back to the dance hall crashers. Right. That early right. stuff. So, yeah, he really does. You know, on, on the Scott tip, like you were saying, man, uh, Boston's. Mm. Calling it what, yeah, yeah, any idea so what, what's, why that happened? Uh, so I'm going to give you the rumor because we talk about this yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, there's speculation. Yeah, there's speculation as to some stuff. I'm not saying this is fact because no one's actually said anything. But the speculation is that it has something to do with the fact that Dickie is pretty anti-vax. Like uh-huh. that, has, that actually has something to do with it. Um, uh, he's he's goes, being he, – his name, uh, uh, Richard, Richard Barrett, he's being credited as – a producer on some song, I can't remember who it's by, that is being played at like pro Trump rallies. He's being credited as oh, the it's, producer. Oh, it's beyond pro Trump rally. Oh, is it? Is it? 
um, which, okay, I, I didn't okay. catch that. Can you know, say that again, Rick? I, I didn't catch that. Even, he's he's further, man. Okay, RFK Junior. Oh, okay, Robert. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's even he's even further right than all those people. He's more he's uh-huh. I think he's more libertarian if I if I recall. Okay, so. Okay, so because of that, they're they're just they want to just no clue, uh, no clue. No, that, sure, that, sure. that is the rumor that that popped up that he was <clears throat> uh, uh, possibly a producer on that song, knowing mm-hmm. what that guy's political views are, and then two days later, the Boston's announced they're breaking up. Right. It was literally that quick. <laughs> so that's that's again that's everybody's speculation. Again, we know sure, nothing, but sure, that's sure, just sure. like. Everybody started putting yeah, it could have nothing together. to do with it, yeah. but it's just yeah, that's could have just absolutely been was. forty years, man. But you notice he's no longer the the announcer on Jimmy Kimmel either, and and Jimmy ah. Kimmel is pretty pro vax, mm-hmm. so like yeah. uh, who knows? I I don't know. Again, that this is just people putting pieces together. Sure, sure. Just what I've heard. It could be absolutely none of that. Just like bro, we've done this for forty years. Like it's just time to move it's on. Kind of like soda. It's kind of like soda to the situation with the band trap, right? Uh, they were so pro Trump conservatives and all that shit, and like, they've been lo- they lost a lot of fans. Yeah, who who's gonna book those guys? <laughs> or Kid Rock? <laughs> Have you heard that shit? That Kid Rock oh, yeah, song is. I don't care about yeah, the lyrics, dude. Yeah. I got no, I don't care. That's kind of whatever yeah. he wants to do. The song's fucking horrible. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, the, the video is even the is song even worse, man. It's absolutely <laughs> it's hilarious. Complete trash. So bad, it's it's good, and then it's so good that it's bad. Yeah, it's yeah. really, it's really. It really goes sad. like full circle. But let's go back to the Boston's because it really was a, a big blow because those guys helped out a lot of bands, a uh, lot yes. of bands. They've been around. I don't know. What do you guys think, uh, Vic? I don't really think the Boston's get the respect they actually deserve. Mainstream, mainstream was. They do definitely yeah. the underground. Mainstream wise, I don't think they get the respect they deserve. They got a taste of it. They got a taste of it with uh, they got that clue this money. yeah ninety seven they got a little yeah a little, they got a, a little taste bit of the it. glory as not so yeah that's say. it you're a ska band back in the hole <laughs> that's far <laughs> enough <laughs> someone's someone's holding a line saying no 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 not that far you, you can come out a little bit back in your but, back in line but it, I mean like you're saying they don't get this you if you anything you watch if you go watch the uh, the pick it up the ska documentary if you go read in defense of ska everybody is constantly they were, they were, you know, the temple. They were the ones that everyone's like, when the Boston's broke, it's like, holy crap, is this something that can really happen? Or just being the band to influence and, and, and build these scenes. It was always there for them. Mm-hmm. And they may not get that, that glory in terms of the mainstream that we talk about, you know, the, the heavy commercial radio play, but everybody knows them from something. Even uh, if you, even if it's just someday, I suppose, or even if it's, oh, weren't they the band in Clueless, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or something silly like that? You know, they they did a lot. They broke a lot away for these ska bands, but like you said, there was that that velvet rope. And not just ska bands. It was also, hey, we're gonna take you guys out on tour. You guys are an up and coming band. They did that for yeah. the Bouncy Souls. They did that for H two O. Like they took care of, of bands that came through uh, Boston. You know, they just they just took care of them. the street dogs, Dropkick Murphys. I'm sure when they were coming up, they just they took care of bands. That that's what it was, really in, embracing the DIY, the DIY spirit. So they're really 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 yeah, respected the, as a band. The first song I heard from the Boston's, and you're gonna laugh at me. Uh, I actually had bought a uh, couple years ago, 
many years ago, actually. This was hilarious. This is around probably early 2000s, maybe around there when high school. I, at the, you know, remember when the, when the swing, yeah. that swing era was pretty big oh, yeah. back in the day? Terry big Bad Voodoo Daddies. Yeah, freaking Brian Setzer. And I Where remember I picked this up. This was what, 97? Late, late, late 90s. 90s. That was late. like 98, 99, yeah. Yeah, late 90s. Yeah, around there. And I, I remember picking up a CD. It was, a, it was at the 99 cent store. It was hilarious. It was a compilation CD. It says, Next Generation of Swing. And you can turn it back. You see, uh, you see, you see, Mighty Mighty Bostons, <laughs> the rascal, <laughs> the Play rascal. Brian King, uh, played. Yeah, yeah. That's all right, man. That's all right. I'm gonna fault you for, for, buying, like for yeah. buying a CD at the 99 cent store. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, at the time I didn't have no, I didn't have no job, bro. So no, it's all no good. CDs were damn expensive, man. We all, we all Mexican found. Family, you focus on going to school first. <laughs> we all found bands from, way my from somewhere. Gonna... Yeah. There was no way my mom and dad were gonna drop me off twenty dollars just to spend it on one fucking CD, and they have no lunch money for the rest of the week. No we way, all, man. We all we, found we bands from a five dollar comp, bro. Like we all found bands <laughs> from a five dollar yeah. comp. It's not, it's not a deal. No. Hey, cool. we, we did, a, we did the two dollar uh, CD. We know the we had a one guy who did CD burn, who burned CDs. Hell yeah! And I was paying two dollars. That was week. me. <laughs> Getting a compilation, a mixture of shit. Yeah. I'll be making a ton yeah, of from comps, AFI bro. to fucking Bad Religion. Oh, God, man. I still, I think hey, I still have some of those bird CDs. Dan, I have a question. Do you have, do you still have those CDs from when you used to do that mail exchange? I did. Uh, yeah, I don't have any. <laughs> oh, you, uh, my, you, mine were okay. tapes. I thought, I thought Dan did. I did a little bit, but I had tapes. I don't have those anymore. Okay, so, uh, so you, so you did it right? We would make playlists and send them out to each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You still have those? I still have almost all of them. How many CDs is that? I couldn't tell you. Probably over a hundred. Over a hundred CDs? No. No, we only did it. Um, we did it for about three years, and it was it wasn't super consistent. So I'd probably say somewhere between twenty and thirty different mixes I got from that. Did someone send something to other people in a shoebox? We didn't. Dan? I don't remember if I did or not. I know I traded tapes. You know I traded tapes from? You get a kick out of this, Vic. I traded tapes with people from MRR, uh-huh. from Maximum Rock and Roll, the magazine. I, really? I hit them up. Yeah, that's the, wow. that's how I heard of the casualties and anti-flag, like, way back were, in the day. Were you doing Were you doing anything, like, on AOL, like 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 the punk chats? Were you like interacting with people from like other part other parts of the world, sending them stuff? I could have swore it was you guys, but maybe maybe, no, I didn't maybe it was. No, I I did the MRR stuff and I was across the country. Yeah, because the deal was you would like do local bands, and you mm-hmm. you know make a double local bands and send that out to people across the country so they'd get into maybe other that's stuff. what it was. Then maybe that's what I was thinking about. I do because I remember somebody, one of you guys doing, but I thought it was Dan. Uh, uh, change like basically uh, sending stuff across somewhere. And I was just thinking the world. But I was. I had a couple. Know. I had a couple of quote unquote pen pals, I guess you would call it, back in the like early nineties, and that's what we would do. This is when I I, I do remember. Uh, I played those like tapes in the car. Was, like there would be cassettes. So around when we go place, I would put them in the car. Around yeah. two thousand two thousand one, I was doing that, but I was doing it with wrestling tapes. Yeah, yeah, I did. I think I did a little bit of that too around that time. Because I, I had a lot of uh, paid, paid, 
I had a yeah, couple of TV. Saturday night main events that were taped straight from the TV, so they were like crisp and oh, clean. Crazy. Yeah. And I believe it was, if I remember right, it was the one where uh, Hogan lost the belt to Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant sold it to Million Dollar Man. Yeah, it, it commanded oh, wow. it commanded top dollar. Yeah, so like, I could get pretty much anything <laughs> I wanted. I used to do that with Misfits bootlegs too, like Misfits shows. Just I remember that. And, yeah, and sell them for like twenty, twenty-five bucks a piece. It costs you like I don't know five dollars for two tapes. <laughs> to make money like that, we used to yeah, hustle. I think, uh, I, I think I, I think I traded a lot of the, uh, the stuff when uh, when we had a uh, when the when we had the San Bernardino Arena here in San Bernardino, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and there'll be a guy uh, taping all the all the all the wrestling stuff on his camcorder. And I would trade some of that stuff for other things. That's when I first got a hold of e- some ECW tapes and GC and not and uh, GWF GWF stuff from ESPN when oh, uh, before yeah Global Global Wrestling Federation. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That's where Booker yeah Booker T started at. It was at this old Dallas Sportatorium where uh, World Class Championship Wrestling used to be filmed at. Right. So you mentioned uh, um, AFI. <clears throat> and uh, I, I got a couple of segues with AFI. So they uh-huh. actually just announced that they were postponing their uh, spring tour to um, October. Like they're pushing it back. Uh, Except uh, they're still going to do the. Oh yeah, the, the, the where were you? Yeah, yeah, we're getting into that. Let me explain how this broke down. So they're <laughs> they're postponing they're postponing the 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 tour, except for the two uh-huh. Hollywood shows at the Palladium. So, because they're like, well, we live in we live in L.A., the travel thing isn't a problem for us. So I don't know. They didn't really say why, except to say COVID. But these are days you just blame COVID for everything. Well, this mm-hmm. is COVID. Yeah. They, this is COVID. Yeah. I don't know if it's they think, oh man, they're getting sick, or just the restrictions in different places. I think it might be something to do with that, because even the planned field it's trips, not worth it. Even to plan field trips, man, it's a pain in the butt. Because yeah, by ca- worth county by county, even here in California, restrictions differ. So you're hoping yeah. by, you know, Ugh. okay, let's die down a little bit because, you know, we're coming down from a surge. And, um, yeah, I think it's just that. Even Adele, look at Adele. Adele had to postpone her entire residency because we couldn't get everything. The crew came down with COVID and they were like, we just cannot physically get the stuff we need to put on the show that we wanted to put on. She postponed her whole thing. She postponed her thing, bro, the day of, the day of the first show. People were on yeah. airplanes getting the news that her thing was postponed after they'd already had rooms in Vegas and the whole nine. I would have been like, pissed. I would have okay. pissed off as hell. So that kind of leads into AFI too because they did get – um people got pissed at AFI because it became, man, you guys are putting this off. Some people understood it and they're like, wait a minute. You canceled the Las Vegas shows, which were right around the while we were young fest, but you're playing that? Like they got pissed, dude. People online were mad about that because wow. they are they are playing you know all three dates of that show. And then they opened another show in in Anaheim, which I, yeah, I got tickets for. I got tickets for that one. I'm going to go see them in Anaheim and and Hollywood. You know, I later. heard the price was good on this. It was I think out the door for two tickets was like less than ninety bucks for two tickets. Yeah, out okay. the door. Yeah, well okay. you know figured most of that half that shit is freaking Ticketmaster fees and Live Nation fees. Yeah, definitely. Live Nation. Uh, Dick, yeah. what, do you know, what do you know about Live Nation? Have you ever worked with Live Nation before? Uh, I think I've done. I think I've. I actually got tickets from 
for the NXT in Riverside years ago. And I've gotten like I'm like it's it's almost the same shit as thinking last month. To be honest. Well, they're putting on the while you know, we were young fest. Right, they're putting on the while uh-huh. we were young fest, and everybody as soon as that shit came out, everybody lost it because they're like, well, they did the Travis Scott shit, and look how that turned out. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, and, then, and then and then everybody's thinking it's a fire. It's, it's the next fire fest. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. You know. Well, you have to admit it kind of popped up pretty quick. It did. It it did, and then the rumor got around that it was going to be three stages. When you look at it, there's 60 bands. It's a 12-hour fest. There's no possible way you could run three stages. There's no possible way. It's impossible time-wise. Now, okay, let me stop you right there. Is that is, are you including the turntable stages in in that equation? Doesn't matter. I thought I thought about that. Even uh-huh. if you ran, even if you ran. Um, two stages right next to each other like Warp Tour does. Sure. With those two and a third stage, you would never get through that amount, that many bands in that amount of time. Turns out never on the website does it actually say three stages. It says multiple stages. Which leads me to believe and then like that multiple acts will be performing at the same time leads me to believe Warp Tour with these huge bands. As headliners, as headliners, because if you notice, a lot of the um, bands on that list are bands you're like, dude, I can still see that band for 20 bucks, like here in L.A. I'm not bagging on the horror pops. I like the horror pops. The horror pops don't command a $250 ticket price. This is somebody this is somebody that bullshitted together a mock up of what that would look like. I sent that to you via text, Dan and Dan. Sorry, Vic, I don't have a number to do that. I'll send it to you right now. Let's go. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna send you guys some something that I, I commented on the horror books, uh, the horror pops, uh, uh, what's it called, Instagram, which is hilarious. Uh, oh, when they were talking uh, about twenty five dollars for an hour's worth of entertainment or something like that. Uh, I want to say that it was Hold something on, like I, that. I, I, I just screenshotted it too. Hold on, just screenshotted it. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. But I mean that. Looking at that, you would literally have some of these. You would literally, no matter what, you're gonna have to have major bands that people want to see playing simultaneously if it's multiple stages. So this, uh, this whole thing, dude, and I told you guys this. <clears throat> this whole thing is a way to get My Chemical Romance and Paramore to play. That's what this whole thing is. Mm-hmm. My Chemical Romance is coming off. This show happens. I think the week after their run of shows at the forum, which I'm going right. to. I bought tickets for that shit for my daughter in 2019. And yeah, I was going to say you bought them three years ago. Bought them three years ago, and now we're finally going to see we're finally going to see that happen this year. But this whole thing is for that. Let's throw some other um, uh, gas on the fire here. Uh, I took my daughter to Warp Tour 2018, and I actually yeah, ended up I, talking to. Uh, I see it, Vic. I actually ended up yeah. talking to Tazy Phillips, right? Tazy took a liking to us, and he was like, oh, hey, there's Kevin Lyman. I'm going to introduce you to Kevin Lyman. So he introduced us to Kevin Lyman. I got a picture with Kevin Lyman, and Kevin Lyman saw my daughter's My Chemical Romance shirt and said, oh, you know what? I actually tried to get them to play this, and they, they turned me down. He tried to get them to play the last work wow. when they turned him down. Um, I think it's a money issue. I think it's a, I think it's a money issue. Now that they're back, let's throw a shitload of cash at them because you're commanding it. 
you already admitted we're going to come back and do some reunion stuff. Why wouldn't you? This whole thing, I think, is the way to get a bunch of people to show up and, and command the price that whatever – not that they're greedy about it, but whatever Mike Kim wants to play, you're going to pay them because they're going to draw people out because they didn't make all those L.A. shows, which sold, which sold out in minutes. Did they, did they ask Fall Out Boy to do the show, too? <laughs> um, no, but, I mean, Fall Out Boy, they're doing they do fine on their own. Yeah, they're doing fine on their own, bro. I, I saw Fall Out Boy a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're doing just You know who I saw Fall Out Boy with? Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> or was it Maybe that was 21 Pilots. I don't remember, but I saw I saw Fall Out Boy play. They're, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. They actually, they were actually pretty good. I don't, I don't dislike Fall Out Boy. I've actually liked no, Fall Out Boy good. for a while. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty good actually. Yeah, but it's gonna be like that. There's got to be more. There's got to be more than three stages, dude. I know it said that. I think that was the rumor. There's no way you could pull this off. Set times are still gonna be short, <laughs> but you know. Did you guys get that screenshot? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a horror pops one. He said it in the chat. Yeah, I go. Yeah. Who's Emily the Strange? Who's Who's Emily the Strange? <laughs> Remember that freaking that uh, that clothing brand that was such a big thing? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which one? The one with the little girl, the little girl with the long black hair. Uh, so looks like, like Wednesday kind Adams. Of goth, in a way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was that the name? Like Wednesday Adams. Yeah, that was the name of the brand. That gotcha. was the name of the brand. Emily Strange. Yeah, Emily the Strange. That's why I was. That's why gotcha. I, I, I was joking. I said, yeah, is this thing going to be sponsored by Emily the Strange or Hot Top? You're going to see a lot of middle-age uh, emo <laughs> soccer balls. That's funny. <laughs> that's that's, that's, funny. that's <laughs> actually funny. Uh, okay, now I get it. Now I get it. I didn't know it. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't do the Emily the Strange. None thing. of us did. Pro, we're yeah. all too old for that. Yeah. But I just said it was a whole series. It was, it, yeah. I think it. I think it was just kind of. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Everybody has their own cup of tea, bro. But for me to <laughs> be that way, nah. Hey, I can understand, bro. You have to pants and, uh, dude, just eat something, bro. No, you, you, you you look at Phoenix. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I saw horror pops responding, and they've actually been pretty cool, dude. To actually see them responding to fans about this because fans called them out yeah you know and said i got why are you playing this like libation did it like this is a freaking money grab it's basically this and i told you guys this um it's been three years since a lot of these bands have played it's been three years since a yeah. lot of these bands have played what are you supposed to do what are you supposed to do when when live nation holds 80 percent of the market is run through live nation you're guaranteed money they said we have asked about stuff and we are guaranteed certain things to happen we got to eat. Like, this is what most of us do, you know, for a living. Like, what are we supposed to do? Like, you can't. Like, some, some J-Bro is just not going to come up and be like, oh, we'll give you this amount of money and put together this thing. Live Nation does have the experience to do this. Yes, the Astro World thing happened, but, you know, it, that I you can't completely fault Live Nation. They're also stagecoach, aren't they? Yeah, they're also stagecoach. They're also Coachella. No, actually, is that Live Nation or Ticketmaster? Golden Voice. That's Golden uh... Voice. That's Golden Voice. Golden Voice, yeah, they're Golden Voice. Yeah. But Live Nation is a big name in this in this stuff, dude. And you can't. Yeah, they can't pretty come much back. have all the major venues in the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and what even are you a lot do? of the smaller ones. Yeah, it's like I believe the Observatory is a Live Nation venue. No? I I think yeah. that isn't Five Points. Yeah, Five Points is yeah. What are you gonna do? Is it the farm? 
yeah. yeah. Actually, the form yeah. is too. Yeah. What are you gonna do, man? You got it. You got to eat. You want to perform your art. You got to do your thing. You got to take some L's, dude. You know, you're going to do that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're getting paid whatever. They know they're going to make it. Look how much merch they can sell at a festival that size. The no, potential, the potential for income for merch is, is huge. So why wouldn't so. you do it? You know? Yeah. I, I don't fault the especially artists. The, especially those, those, uh, those bootleg guys selling those bootleg shirts outside the venue. <laughs> hey, man. The hint they got to eat, bro. The hint they got to eat. <laughs> That's too, true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Respect the hustle. All them, all them fucking street dogs outside too. Yeah, yeah, dude. Right. Big red hot dog, please. You're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna laugh at me, but I saw somebody posted a TikTok that I saw, and it was them on Main Street at Disneyland. I said, "Shit, this should be a taquero right here." Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, put that shit in. Yeah, drop I'll a taquero what, man, right those, there, man, those, right uh, on Main Street. Those that's, that's, that's Main Street for real. Game, Say it again, bro. Those bootleggers <laughs> have upped their game, man. Going to uh, where we saw Bad Religion Alkaline Trio in December. They had the scarves. Uh-huh. They didn't just have the little cheesy screen printed shirts. They had scarves and all kinds of crap, man. Yo, for real? Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Hey, speaking of oh, bad religion, shit. did anybody get tickets for the the House of Blue show? <clears throat> I did. Uh, I got my some tickets for the House of Blue show. Bad religion, OC, just like old times, bro. I'm in. I did try. I didn't try that one. Um, yeah, stuff's no, not been selling out. One. Have you noticed that stuff has not yeah, been selling out it right has, away? It's, it takes us time. Yeah, I think it's just. People with money or people how is the, to see how, how things is are going. To, when you go to a concert at the House of Blues, like, how does the process work? Because obviously everything's – there's a process to everything it's vax. now. Vax or negative What's, test. It's vax or vax. negative test at the House of Blues. You roll up uh-huh. into – and I saw, the, I saw the vandals in December then. Um, you roll up into the House of Blues. They ask you for your proof. You show them the proof and they tell you, mask on unless you're actively eating or drinking. But once you get inside, it's a fucking free-for-all. Uh-huh. You can do it. You got about half the crowd wearing their mask and half the crowd are like, fuck it. But then most everybody's drinking anyway, so sure. it doesn't really matter. Like, you just, you know, you just, you do what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And that's the most that you can do. I was going to tell you uh, what's in that. Uh, I know they moved, the House of Blues is not at the downtown Disney anymore, right? Or, right. What, what, is it, what is in its place? What, where's that? What, what are they? It's a, it's a bowling alley. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I have Let's I haven't been, been there in a while. That's why I asked. I've never been there. I haven't been there. Yeah, it's completely I've changed. I've been there in a while. Yeah, I don't frequent yeah. downtown Disney. Have you Disney gotten the uh, shakes? No, have you got you nothing. Haven't, so you haven't tried the shakes there? It's good. I don't, don't frequent downtown great. Disney often at all. Uh-huh. Just don't. I heard that. I heard Black Tap was good too. I I want to go to Black Tap. I haven't been there yet. I heard they're uh, all pricey. I'll, I'll occasionally. Oh yeah, you're, it's Disney. You're gonna pay no matter what. That's. <laughs> Everything's expensive down there, uh, so that's it. you know nothing's free but Parmesan cheese, brother. You know that. Can we get some peppers? Can we get some peppers? Hey, hey, I, 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 I miss Bill Hill, bro. Sorry, I miss Bill Hill. Okay. You know what trips? You know what trips me out so much about the park is. I mean, I mean, it's a little bit easier, uh, a little bit easier now, but I mean, like, it is damn near impossible to make a reservation to get. Uh, a, a table somewhere. Yeah, you got it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's still, it's still six. I shouldn't even give you. You know what? I'm not even gonna say. I'm just gonna tell. I know. I got a secret, but all I'm gonna tell you is the time period is 60 days out. Yeah. Time period no, is 60 I, days out. Yeah. No. I, I. We were. Uh, we've talked about going to the park a few times, and it's like, man, you can't. You can't even. Get, we just don't even worry about it. We're gonna go eat. We're gonna go to Mama Cosa's. That's where where I catch myself going now after where after the park. 
Mama Cosa's. So they were at, it's a family-owned Italian restaurant mm-hmm. off of uh, excuse me, I don't remember the name. I don't. Uh, it's it's off of like uh, Ball. Ball. Okay. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like a mile away from the park. Uh, uh, Roscoe's is always right there too. Uh, yeah. Um, I like. I, this is better. Okay. I'm <laughs> uh, just saying Roscoe. I just so, it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but this this uh, this place family owned. Same family. They still run it. Uh, the the parents' original house is in the back of the of the property. Uh, they they even own that, but everything's handmade. Uh, they've been on diners, dive-ins, and drives twice. Uh, so yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty legit place. If we can't get anywhere at the park, that's where we usually if if we decide to go and get dinner after or something. We'll, but we'll you can you can walk up to Oga's and join the wait list. You can do that. Like so, I just did that the other night. I've done it a couple of times. <sighs> How long is that wait list? It's not long at all. Not long at all. Yeah. No, I did it the other night. It was about, I don't know, a little after eight. And Uh I was like, man, I I wish we could get into Oga's. So I joined the wait list, and it told me, okay, we'll have a table for you in about 30 minutes. And I was like, ah, let's look around. I I got a lightsaber. I built one. So we're, let's go to Doc Ondor's. If we get it, we get it. If we don't, we don't. Not 10 minutes later, we got a table for you. Nice. Do they text you or, yeah. or do you have to see it? You get a text. Okay. Your text says your, your thing okay. is, we have a table ready for you, like or we will have a table ready for you. We check in you know, within 10 minutes if you still want it. So you go check in. It's a couple minutes until you get in. No booth. You stand, but most of it's standing anyway. So okay. you, you stand, and I went in the other night with uh, my brother and my kids. Fuzzy Tauntaun had a Fuzzy Tauntaun, and they had some non-alcoholic <laughs> drinks and just before Christmas, I went with my brother and had a few alcoholic drinks there. Um, you can get in. You can get in. It's not too bad. You know, they only want you there for 45 minutes anyway. You go in and have whatever you want to drink, and then you're on to your next thing anyway. Huh. Well, you can yeah, have, you, have you ever got? Have you ever eaten at the Carte Circle in San DCA? I have not, only because the um, it's twenty five dollars for a hamburger, bro. Like it's not cheap. Like I actually. Yeah. Actually, when I was uh, when I was with my significant other many many right. years ago, yeah, uh, what's it called? Uh, we actually had a we got a reservation there. It was like Jesus, it was like seventy five dollars, man, for our dinner. I think we had like two steak dinners and side of mashed potatoes and all that good stuff. Sounds about right. Well, it wasn't bad. It was like one of those. It was, it was like a fancy, very fancy joint, bro. All I was missing is a suit and a tie. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I've been I've been lucky. I've been to 1901, so I went uh-huh. to the uh, to the um, the VIP lounge there, and that was pretty dope. Uh, we just ordered drinks, but then um, I had a couple of people that took me to the Carte Circle for uh, for an anniversary dinner, and yeah. that was a good probably 400 bucks we dropped on dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you're gonna pay. Yeah, you're gonna pay. Oh. Pay for sure. Well, that, that's one of the things that I like about if you go like even at the time just go to Disneyland, just go to the even go to like the uh, the the Grand California Hotel and just drink it at the bar mm-hmm. right there by the lodge. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you, the yeah, I'll, I'll be dropping, totally. Yeah, I'll drop like maybe like I'll drop like sixty, seventy bucks and just a couple of drinks. Dude, yeah, we went. My we went to the you. California. The we went we went down there just uh-huh. we just drove straight down there. For gingerbread cookies, nice. Uh, and we, oh, yeah. we stood in line. We stood in line for 
<laughs> I mean, it, don't get me wrong, the line was moving. We still stood in the line for our damn near almost 20 minutes for Gingerbread Cookies. But they're really good. And we still spent they're almost really like good. $60 yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gingerbread Cookies. So, uh, I, yeah, they're it, freaking delicious. Yeah, I just I just remember like even going to, like even during Christmas I would do some of my shopping there and I would just buy the you know like those chocolate chocolate covered pretzels and the you know some of the you know the Disney theme cookies and stuff like that you know I just to go there just get my shopping done you know I, I still be doing that bro I like yeah. who did I eat I just took partook in Lunar New Year I went nice. and, oh man that that was some good food man that was some good food. I uh, bought one of those sip and savor passes, Dan. Uh-huh. I went and got Sweet. it, and I uh, they let you order at one booth for all the booths. So I got in one that was really short, and I asked them, hey, I can order here for whatever I want. Yeah, you just have to go into the – there's two lines. There's one to order, and there's a pickup line. So when you're ready, you just go over yes. and pick it up. And they're like, they might run out, but, like, you know, come back in a little while because it was, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, They'll have it again later. Okay. So I ordered at one booth everything I wanted. I ordered seven different items, and the tab comes with six. So the way it works is, like, if you order something that's more than, like, whatever it costs you divided by six, which in my case was, like, like 650 anything I ordered that was more than 650 was going to be worth my money. It was actually going to save money. I did that. The cast member charged me for the um, seventh item. She's like, I'll get the one that costs the less, you know, money, and then I'll charge you for that one. I said, oh, thank you. You're wonderful. So she did. I ended up paying six bucks <laughs> on top of that, and then just picked up my food, dude. It, it was good. There was a lot. The, the holiday one, the Christmas nice. one, was trash. It was trash, bro. Yeah. I saw this some. Was better. Oh yeah. <laughs> At the Christmas one, I got some. I read it wrong. It was spiced uh-huh. wings. I thought it said spicy wings. So I got them, and there's this coating of something on them, and I I bit it, and I was like, dude, I thought this was spicy. So I looked at the description again. No, it said spiced. Man, these wings, first of all, they were overcooked. Uh, and the the spice, <laughs> the quote-unquote spice, uh, was cinnamon. It was cinnamon. Uh-oh. I was oh, like, that's oh. false advertisement. It was. So I look that's at it. No, false it, advertisement there. It, it, no, it's just freaking like they. I'm dumb. It said spiced, and technically cinnamon is a spice. I thought it said spicy. So I'm going to get some hot wings. No, bro. <laughs> no, that was a fail. They were not good. So, but this one they had a spicy gotta, chicken that was good, and they, everything that I had this was really good. Uh, so, uh, I could imagine Reyes just saying, uh, "You see, my last name, my last name is Reyes. Damn it, I wanted spicy shit. <laughs> what the fuck, man? If you know me, you know that's actually not me, because the stomach only handles so much, bro. Yeah. But, but the stomach only handles, especially as I get older, the stomach only handles so much. But I was ready for some spicy yeah. wings because I was going to share His them. dad. Yeah. Now my dad. dad my, I see my dad pour tapatio on pancakes, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, you, know, you know what's funny, though? I actually have a uncle in Texas that that brings tapatio everywhere where he fucking goes. Hey, like yeah. Selena? Like yeah. I swear to God, we're going to pizza. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to pizza. We're going to Burger King. Alexa, <laughs> you're the top of teal sauce with you, dude. What the fuck, uh, man? He's singing it. Out oh, my goodness, man. Always on deck. Always on deck. <laughs> There's always, everybody's got an uncle, a tío, or somebody that's like that, bro. Yep. I'm like, just ready to oh, go. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Toma. That's how it goes. <laughs> uh, hey, Dan. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. 
Yes, sir. Hey, you know what's going on? They, you know they're showing the 30 for 30 special on the fucking Tuck yeah, Rule, right? Tuck right now. He was just talking yeah. about that before you yeah. came on, man. I got I got to record that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you see what Josh McDaniels told uh, uh, Mark Davis the, the day he met him? He said yeah. it was a fumble. It's been 20 fucking years before, man. Don't tell me something I already know. Hey, okay, so <laughs> I was we were gonna take a break, but we're talking football already, so let's 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 go ahead and go into it, and then we'll. <laughs> nah, we'll, let's roll right into this. Let's roll, we'll roll right into that. Yeah. And we'll take we'll take a break. You know we want to talk Boba Fett, so we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, no, yeah, yeah, he told me that about the thing, but then that fool just retired. Like I was like I was waiting yeah. for Vic to come on here because I was like we're gonna talk about Tom Brady oh man I don't know if we should do that with Vic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just relevant relevant upcoming stuff. Yeah I know it, yeah. totally, it totally is. So go ahead Vic go but ahead. It's <laughs> no yeah. uh, like I said he enjoyed his star career won seven Super Bowls which it never happened. <laughs> to this day I'm still bitter about it. I don't you know it's I'm bitter about it. Sorry I just am. Okay. I'm like, seriously, if, if, if Cowboys could bitch about the Des Bryant catch at Green Bay, then I have the right to bitch about the tuck rule right now. I don't care. <laughs> That's just me. You know? So I could say. But, yeah, you know what? It's football. There's nothing you can do about it. But, you know, I my, my biggest kind of, and it's just me, but my biggest gripe with everything is why did he announce it? Now, instead of waiting till after the Super Bowl, unless he wanted the attention on him. Well, one, one, one. It's just a rumor, uh, but a rumor was that they ESPN announced it before Tom Brady got a chance to. Uh, Adam Schefter uh, put the information out a couple of days before they were supposed to, so it kind of put, it forced him to finally do it, and then. When he said that he was going to do it, he just said, you know, it's a day-by-day process. And then literally the next day, he was like, all right, I'm officially retiring. Uh, because I don't really think that was planned. At least that's what I've just been listening to some podcasts and people have talked about it. And, and that was one thing was like this kind of did come out pretty quick, maybe too quick, as in uh, and one of the inside reporters may have pulled that information prematurely and you know, kind of blew the cover. That's what they do. These guys – they try to get the scoop. That's just but, essentially their job. Well, yeah. It's in, in the same vein, didn't he say the week or the week prior to the Rams game that he could potentially play till he was fifty? Uh, yeah. He's he's. They've been saying that. He hints at that, that every year. year. You know, he, he says t- that every they talk all about the time. It all, know, all the time. Yeah. So, but I just think that, uh, and this is pretty like common practice with a lot of these guys. They piss a lot of people off because of stuff like this. Is that stuff gets reported? Uh, you know, a little prematurely. They're breaking the scoop. That's what ESPN pays them for. Uh, that's that's their shtick. <laughs> what do you, what do you do? Yeah. So. <clears throat> well, there's also other rumors saying, oh well, his retirement's not gonna last that long. He'll probably come back. He'll probably do a Reggie White and come back one more season. Uh, probably play but, for the maybe, uh, maybe maybe trade Garoppolo. Maybe play for the 49ers. I feel you know? like it was like like I would say like Pat McAfee uh, was saying that they had heard he basically found new ways to make money without getting hurt. So he's found new business opportunities where he can still make yeah. money but not not injure his body anymore. So did, did you read his statement? Exploring those options. Did you read the statement? No. Okay, so his uh-uh. statement he he talks about those about growing his three different brands that he has. So he does talk yeah. about that. And interestingly, 
he doesn't mention the Patriots at all. At all. He only gives credit oh, wow. to the last couple of seasons as, as the Bucks. Which, you know, that's kind of weird, don't you think? Like you're that's ending, you're, you're, you're ending a storied career. Well, that's why. That's what I was getting at is because yeah, of yeah. the way it ended with him and the Patriots. So I, I thought that was, that was kind of weird. But his whole statement, which he put, it was released on Instagram. And then you know how it's pictures that you can scroll through? It's at least uh-huh. seven or eight pictures of, of his statement because he goes by and he thanks everybody. And it's long with it. He thinks his, he's like, I never, I've never gone through free agency before. So he's thanking his agent. He thanks the Bucks uh, owners, the Bucks coach, his teammates. He goes through all that, talks about the new business opportunities that he has, not once any mention of the Patriots, which is, <laughs> which is kind of odd, you know, only, you know, for how so, many years he was on it. You know, because you assume that, you know, no, no doubt Hall, Hall of Fame player. You assume that you go into the Hall of Fame, first ballot, exactly. Yeah. You assume going into the Hall <laughs> of Fame, unless he says something specific, he's going to be going in as a Patriot. Unless I, I don't, I don't, I don't think. Uh, I, unless it's kind of like a little bit of that Terry Bradshaw thing going on, because I remember for years Bradshaw had as soon as he left the Steelers, he didn't show up for like two decades. He had some issues with the franchise. Unless yeah, uh, you know there was something, there, there, there was something there. I'm like, and I might think is this, <clears throat> the Belichick. I'm like, could he win without Tom Brady? He could win. Can't win a Super Bowl yet. Hasn't been, hasn't been proven yet. I'm like, Tom Brady could win without Bill Belichick. He won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. So maybe, like I said, it's like, oh well, he's great because he's part of a system. Well, you take that 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 cog out of the system, you're still good, but you're not as going to be as good with without having that cog in there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, for I think for him winning the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay that uh, that last year, I think it was kind of a statement. That, hey, I could win without you. You know, I don't need you. You know, of course, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, you still, for in order for the Patriots to be as successful as they are, they still needed a good quarterback, even with Belichick. And that's, that's oddly enough, you got Brady. Because let me remind you guys, wasn't this the last dude picked in the draft? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so to say that, you know, if people thought that this was going to happen, no one thought this would ever happen. This doesn't happen very often. Tom Brady. That's why. Uh, I guess that's why it's what makes him so special. Um, but you know, but he definitely can prove that. You know, he's still very good at what he does. Yeah. And I'm not even a Tom Brady fan. <laughs> no, no, I'm like I think like I said. He was part of a system that made him look great. And he went on to prove, he went on somewhere else and proved that he could still be good without being part of that system. You know, I'm like, even, even, even watching some of these old NFL documentaries, they had a documentary on Tom Landry. Mm-hmm. Roger Staubach retired after one year. He was, came back to, to talk to, to Coach Landry. He's like, could I, uh, could I still play? Uh, I would like to play. I would like to come back. I, I still have I still have the love for the game and Tom Landry was like I'm sorry Roger but uh pick a, get a pickup game we have a system here this is a system you know not one player makes a difference here you know so there's a lot of people that are system court that are system players man they just fit in the right mode you know and uh 
I would like to say Tom Brady was one of them, but at the same time, like I said, he won he won a Super Bowl somewhere else. So yeah, that's that's debatable. I'm like I'm like seriously, could Jordan be could Michael Jordan be as successful without without Phil Jackson? He wasn't successful without Phil Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah, same same thing with same thing with Kobe. He needed Phil. You know. Well, I'm very curious to see what Bruce Aarons is going to do now that Tom Brady's gone. Because <laughs> Bruce Aarons yeah, is a be coach, too. I mean, but obviously he's no Belichick, but he's pretty – he's run along that same line. Uh, yeah. But he doesn't – now you don't have that quarterback anymore either. So – and people – so it seems like uh, they don't have that many players that a lot of people on that team are going to jump ship, too, pretty soon. Because now he's gone, there goes all your ch- a lot of chances to win the Super Bowl. What about Gronk? Like, yeah. Gronk, Gronk basically came back to play with Brady anyway. I mean, mostly. I, look at I he was pretty much retired. Go back to the end and watch. You think the twenty the twenty four seven championship and banging chicks. <laughs> 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 he's back. Your champion's coming back, Nick. <laughs> uh, remember he, he had to. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Him and his hype, bro. Mojo Raleigh. Mojo Raleigh. Dean Mutati, is that his name? No. Whatever his name is. I think it's his name. Hey, well, real quick, uh, just because it's kind of current, uh, I I know you guys probably didn't pay much attention. I didn't, didn't pay much attention to the Pro Bowl, but Max Crosby won the Defensive player of the game. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I didn't know who pays attention much to the Pro Bowl. But that's cool. That it was a Raider that actually did it. Because I was like, man. Actually, he almost got an interception at the very first play of the game. Really? Uh, Kyler Murray went to throw a pass, and Max Crosby just happened to time it out. And, and Kyler Murray's so short. And when he went to throw the, the ball, he just jumped and swatted it out of the air, and he almost caught it. I uh, wanted to just kind of veering off the different direction, but. He had a chance there for a second, and it was Cosby. wide open it, yeah. he, on his feet. That would that would have been a pick six, uh, right, very first play of the yeah. game. It was pretty cool. I will I will say that that was about all I watched. Hey, did, did um, we see? Uh, no. Did we see both championships game, both championship games, and some of the divisional ones? Did, did we see most of them end in the last few seconds of the game? Yes, we did. Last most most of them yeah. ended like last yeah, almost few seconds of the game. Almost all of them went overtime. Game. Yeah. Well, okay, so the first round they were all slaughters. Second round, with the except the Raider game didn't end in a slaughter. That was like what within a touchdown or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the rest of them were all blowouts. Uh, then you had uh, the second week. Everything from there on was like last play of the game, overtime. I don't really did <laughs> anything go into double overtime. No. Uh, no, no, I, no, I don't think so. Yeah, other than other than that, Kansas City Buffalo game. Uh that game was that. That would have too. Yeah. You know what? They got to change that, that overtime rule. Yeah, yeah. That that rule is that rule needs to change. Um, what started it was that Raider Charger game in Vegas. Yeah. So that was yeah. that was what yeah, that was double was overtime or. Yeah. Was it double overtime? It was double was it overtime. Every, both of them had a possession. Oh, maybe it was just and overtime on the, on the on the first uh, possession. Um, I don't even remember who. What would have been? The no, they, they, they oh, they had the time. Very end. It went to the very oh, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if they tied. Oh, that's uh, what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it went to the very end. Yeah, if they if they had tied, they both would have went, moved on. Yeah, would have dropped Cincinnati, right? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Chargers would have. Uh, yeah, because they, they would have gone to. Uh, the Chargers would have gone to Buffalo. Or no, no. Yeah, they would have gone to Buffalo to play the to play the Bills. Would have left Cincinnati out of the uh, out of it completely out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just before we move on tell you that 49ers fans are still hurting? <laughs> they are still hurting. I have several friends who are 49ers fans, man, and they are still hurting. Like they, it's still like tell me, man, I got a lot a of spot. There's a lot of there's a lot of 49er faithful in in where I live at, and they already got the jerseys with the meme that says instead of uh, what's his name Garoppolo, uh, the Garoppolo. quarterback. Yeah, 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 yeah. They changed the name to Cagalpalo. <laughs> you know, shit on a stick. That's pretty crazy, though, because of all the people, it is Jimmy Garoppolo that knocked Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs. It is Jimmy Garoppolo that basically owns the Rams. With the exception of this game, the Rams have never beaten, under Sean McVay's tenure, the Rams have never beaten the 49ers. Right. And the quarterback every time was Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's just weird. He just, like, can't finish it. Well, then that's not even a fair thing to say because he did get to the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. it just, yeah. A couple Sorry. years ago, right? A couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. Couldn't Sucks. win the big Sucks. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what? It's just, you know what? I, I don't know. I, I don't, to be honest, uh, this is my, this is what's going to happen in the game. I think Bagels will win this game. Defense wins championships, bro. That's all I can say. So, Defense uh, wins championships. A, little, a little known fact about Joe Burrow, a lot of people don't know. He has the chance to be the first guy to win the Heisman, the national championship, and then the Super Bowl all within, like, the first five years of his career. Yeah. yeah. So, like, to me, that's, like, a big deal. And that's why I want the Bengals to win. I want to see him, I want to see him get that. Where, where do you go – from there, though, man, we're like straight to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I straight guess. To the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, and my that, that that should be first ballot, or at least, yeah, that should be first ballot. I mean, dude, you did it quick. You did the Heisman that that Heisman year. You won the national championship, and then you immediately within the first like three years in the in the NFL, you win the Super Bowl. That's pretty nuts, especially taking a team that went, uh, uh, it, it was very upside down. Uh, last year, yeah, or after Marvin Lewis, years, that, that, team, that team went to shit, man. Uh, the the president of the team, the the president or the owner is known for being a cheapskate. Uh, does it really put a lot of yeah. money into the team? Yeah, uh, and and their and their and their father, the one that was such a legend, I mean, he would have been turning on his grave for not spending that much money. Yeah, so they Seriously. finally decided to open up and and bring in Joe Burrow, and then lo and behold. Uh, you know, things started to get a little bit better. Then they brought uh Jamar Chase in, who Jamar Chase has uh, been with them since the national championship. They've been they played together at LA. Uh, there was a picture. Did you see the picture, Vic, of uh Joe Burrow being? He was sitting on his lineman's shoulder uh, at the end of the, the of the game. That he was recreating the photo from the national championship because he picked him up and did the same thing there, same oh, pose, wow. same everything. So that was side by side. Uh, it's actually pretty yeah. cool looking. Uh, but 
yeah, so there's there's a, a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, you know, I say the Bengals are going to win because Chinese New Year, what is the year? It's the year of the Tiger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Think about it. The year of the Tiger, brother. The Bengals will win. We'll, we'll see ne- next week. Next week. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, we, I mean, obviously where we are, we get there's a lot of Rams fans, which I would never have imagined growing up, honestly. But because uh, no one liked the Rams in the 80s, bro. <laughs> like, it just yeah. was yeah, no man. one liked the Rams and in the man. 80s. They had to, oh, hold on, hold on, bro. That, okay, that's fine. But you realize they got a lot of fans when they moved to St. Louis. That's when people started to become Rams yeah. fans because it was not when they were here in L.A. the same time the Raiders were here. We were talking about this last week. You yeah. asked me about growing up. I told you I was Raiders a Raider fan growing up. Yeah, they still do, but like <laughs> that's who it was. Everybody was Raider fans. Like you, there were Rams had fans, man, but there was there was no comparison. Like who it was that yeah, they were? They were the joke when they were playing in Angel just, Stadium. Dude, me and my dad have this joke with each other. He he tells me he goes, "Hey, uh, so next year uh, they've already started releasing the schedule. The Raiders have two home games here," uh, and I'm like. Wait, say that again? Because they have two home games here. <laughs> <in LA. laughs> That's so funny. They're playing the right Rams on. and they're playing and they're playing the Chargers. I was like, oh, he's all. Let's go to one of those games. I was like, all right, pick a game and we'll go to uh, one of them. Okay, that that so really is a home game. And 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 the whole. Okay, hold on. So what? So what happened with the? Let's before we move on. So you know the the Niners yeah. made it to the championship game, and then what happens is they had that that moratorium on on anybody buying a ticket that wasn't from Southern California. Right? Yeah, they geotagged it. Yeah, yeah okay, so then but they, did just, you, they took yeah, it away? Did you, did you see the game? It was full of red It was full of uh, they, they, red jerseys anyway. Yeah, yeah, so I had heard that they lifted it. I heard that it, that, that they were geotagging it, which makes sense. Uh, in fact, even I was talking to a, a friend of mine who works for a news organization, and he was saying, he goes, Dan, he's like, actually, it's pretty standard practices for uh, stadiums and, fo- and sporting events. He's like, yeah, that's how they control home field advantage. So he goes, they do it, but, you know, they could change it. it could, it's literally changing a setting. So I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. So apparently they, I did hear that they lifted it. So Well, because when, yeah, so when they had played so a couple weeks 49. before, well, when they had played a couple weeks before, my friend went to the game and um, – He's a 49er fan. And he was like, dude, he's a, we easily outnumber them five to one. It's ridiculous how many, yeah. how much Everybody, more red you see than, than there. Okay, that's that's fine. But then, like, okay, he's the one that showed me too because as soon as they were moving on, I mean, he hopped on and he was trying to get tickets. Didn't end up getting them. Resale was like 600 bucks a seat. So he's like that. And then he showed me the thing that on there, he sent it to me and he, you know, this is what it says about the geotagging stuff you're talking about. Then I did hear it was lifted too, but was there a point in lifting it? Like I thought it sold out. I don't know. I, all I knew was that I had seen an article. Uh, I had seen an article and talked to somebody about uh, the possibility they were geotagging uh, people from Northern California. And then my argument was, yeah, that would make sense. I mean, that's what Disney did with that California pass. People were trying to buy tickets from outside of California. Yeah, it's limited by zip code. They were being blocked from. Yeah. Yeah. And they've done it before, man. Because I remember, I remember because uh, the the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago when Seattle and the 49ers played. Remember? Yeah. And that one, they, yeah, it was a they they the Seattle ended up uh, banning anything any ticket request from California at all. Yeah. You know. So. And I, I, I guess would you, I go. Would you? Think, 
you. They control this kind of stuff. They, you know, uh, anybody, I don't know if you guys have ever tried to buy tickets for the Raiders San Diego games. Uh, back, but, you know, as far as I can remember, if you wanted to buy a ticket to a Raider Charger game, uh, and you weren't, they, the, you, you were obviously not a Charger fan. I don't know how they could tell. You had to buy two other games in addition to that ticket. So, uh, there's just funky ways where they can kind of restrict and control you. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, it's just, it's weird. It's a, it's a thing, but, you know, it is what it but is. But at the same, but at the same time, like, I think I've talked to Dan about this. I'm like, you could blame the NFL for, for being this way because I'm like, as soon as the Raiders and Rams left, they, but they, the priority should have brought back a team to LA. You know, by that time, when 15, you talk about 15 years, there's so many damn, uh, team, team fan clubs. You got a Cowboys fan club. Yeah. You got the Raiders, you got the Raiders club. You got the 49ers club. You got a Broncos club. LA is pretty neutral, bro. LA is very neutral. You know, so I'm like, I'm like, if the Rams are complaining about that, I'm like, well, you got to get used to this. It's been already, what, three generations that, you know, that, you know, some of us grew up as, as Raider fans. Some of us grew up as Ram fans. And some of them just grew up watching the Niners play. You know, it's, uh, you really can't blame, you know, I'm like, you can blame the league for that. <laughs> the league is pretty, you know, I'm like, that's, I'm like, LA is kind of neutral. I'm like, I'm serious. I, you know, like I said, when it, even when it comes to Raider games, even when it comes to Raider games, I'm like, you'll, you'll see it. You'll see it packed, man. There's a lot of Raider games in SoCal, bro. That's nothing, you know, but. I don't know, man. Like I said, I mean, it's not going to go away for a while, bro, to be honest. Unless the Rams win the Super Bowl this, this year, you'll have another generation. Of, you have a generation of fans that are going to grow up to be Rams fans, which is, which would be great. And they'll probably be outnumbered the, everybody else, but who knows? It's going to take a while, you know. Like, you cut, like Cubs fans. All? Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you did you see the videos from the preseason game when the Raiders played the Rams? Did any yeah. like TikTok videos or anything? If you look at the stadium itself, the Rams were outnumbered like four to one. There was Raiders oh, fans yeah. everywhere, so it'll never change. So long as there's a stadium and there's a football game and the Raiders come to yeah. to, to LA, there'll always be a Raider home game. It's never oh, gonna yeah. change. There's it's the Rams really fans. They don't have enough Rams fans in that in that area that are going to come down to that stadium. They'll, you, you they'll know, get flooded by Raider fans. And you know what's funny though, Dan? I think we talked about this before. Like, because I had a cousin that, you know, I had a cousin that was in LA, and he, I remember he used to get vouchers. He used to get vouchers from, like, Raider team officials would go to the to the local public schools and would give out these vouchers to buy like to get like the two two for one tickets or something like that. I'm like, they right. they're marketing. Their marketing department was bet was the best compared to the Rams. The Rams didn't do shit, yeah. you know. So yeah, Anaheim Stadium. Come to pro- <laughs> yeah, bro, come on, it's Anaheim Stadium, bro. Seriously, <laughs> you, that, that's they should have just called them the Orange County. They should have just named them the Anaheim Rams, the Orange <laughs> County Rams, you know. Yeah, and that's like uh, it started with that. Anyway, time for another sorry, break, bro. and then we'll talk some uh, we'll talk <laughs> some Boba Fett before we end this.
So I'm curious because it's kind of divided a lot of the fan base right now. Um, what are your your overall thoughts on Book of Boba Fett? Um, I'll go first. Uh, so overall, I mean, it's okay. Uh, do I think there's something more to it? Uh, I think I would be pretty naive if I said no. So... I do think there is something more to it. So I just want to let it all play out. I just kind of want to see where it goes. I do kind of find it weird. Uh, Ryan Cannell, uh, or probably saying his name wrong, podcaster, uh, he had mentioned that they basic, Disney basically took Din Djarin's, the whole character baseline for him was, it's Boba Fett. Yeah. And I so, agree with that. Uh, and you basically kind of dumbed down Boba Fett, but, I also think could there be something could there be something more to it? That's why I kind of want to just let it all play out right now. I'm just taking it for what it is. Overall, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, it's been slow. Uh, I'm very curious to see what their plans are for the Power Rangers. Uh, but uh, <laughs> other other than that, I'm I, I'm happy now. I've been really happy the past couple weeks. <laughs> I've been really happy. Uh, as it's uh, but, season two and a half of Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, so, but I'm I'm just let's letting it 
Yeah, let's see what happens. I'm, it's better than the Last Jedi, so I'm I'm good there. Oh man, just had to go there. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, dude, you know, we were. I'll, let me let me say one last thing. We were at we were at uh, we were on Rise on Monday, and I'm looking at Ray and I'm looking at Chris. I'm all in a month. No one's gonna give a shit about about this anymore. <laughs> they're, they're gonna replace this with somebody else. I go. That's legit. The direction that this is going, if if they keep it up with what they're doing. But anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I think you got what you wanted in in the first episode. You got how we got out of the Sarlacc pit. Like you wanted yeah. that. You you wanted that. You got that. You wanted to see how he made his appearance. Like what's gonna happen to him after he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. You saw that with the Tuscan Raiders. So I think that part was a good payoff because that's the fanboy in you. Like how did how did he get out of this shit? And he's not okay. There's no way he's like you know fine after going through that and he wasn't that's what that was the back the back to tank scenes and all that kind of stuff you got that that's so have you seen the uh, have you seen the video though where they have Patton Oswalt on Parks and Rec literally narrating that yeah. entire first scene yeah yeah he's like he's got it down it's pretty cool um I think you got that. I think this is all a setup for the Mandalorian season three, because I think you're seeing two characters that are redeeming themselves from what they were um, for whatever mm-hmm. reason. You definitely got that with Mando because he's no longer a bounty hunter. He's technically no longer a Mandalorian, but he's the ruler of the Mandalorian because he has the dark saber. That's maybe that's a deep dive for later. Um, but he's definitely that. And you're looking at Boba trying to redeem himself because that's ultimately what it is. For whatever reason, he's got that. We don't have that yet, but I think this is all a setup for Mandalorian season three because you cannot have a war in one episode. That wouldn't be right. Like this is going to branch out into that, and then the whole story with Grogu, like that's not going to play out in one more episode. We the last episode no, ended no, no, as no, we're no. here. It it ended with him having a choice this week, and this will drop before this will drop before we see the choice. Um, we're going to see his choice, and that's going to be where we pick up season three. Because how would you not? I think Boba Fett's going to be a character on Mandalorian Season 3. And I'm, I'm curious to this, and I asked somebody this before, and I, I got, well, each episode is called a chapter, but what's the book? What is the book of Boba Fett? Is that just the, the, the title? of? I think it's more than a title. I think there's something, book means something more than just what we look at as, hey, these are chapters in Boba's story. Because that's, that's a weird title. Mm-hmm. You know, why couldn't it be called Boba Fett? Or Andor, you know what I mean? Like Obi-Wan or whatever it is. That's a weird title. I think there's something we're missing that we don't have that yet. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Dave Filoni to have a deeper meaning for all that. Because there's all kinds of speculation now as to like some of this deep dive character. We saw Cad Bane. And how many people have you had ask you, who's that blue guy? Because I had a lot of them ask me this week, who's that blue guy? Because they didn't watch mm-hmm. the animated stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's Cad Bane. Who's Cad Bane? Cad Bane is a badass is who he is. Like, he's a rival to Boba Fett. He's older than Boba Fett, but he's a complete rival to Boba Fett and an enemy. So, like, Mm -hmm. we're going to see all that play. But that's what I really think. I don't think you introduce this many characters in this many cameos to all of a sudden say, here's the story's over. I think it's going to lead into something bigger. And I think that's the Mandalorian. Did you you catch the the tone of his skin? I did, Did but I I don't know what everybody's tripping over. Like, I, I've never understood that, like, with Star Wars fandom is kind of weird in that it's toxic in a way, 
because yeah. they want just like, oh, it must be like this. Okay. To be honest with you, then I saw somebody explain it like this. Have you seen that meme that's like, you guys want characters looking like this? Because the Clone Wars is real stylized in the animation. And, you know, but, right. uh, Obi-Wan's beard is very, like, comes to a point. And, yeah. you know, everybody has, you know, over exaggerated eyebrows and, you know, like, you, that, that's not what you want. <laughs> you don't want that in a live action yeah. character. And no. to be honest with you, if he was on a desert planet, he's right out a little bit. He's right out a little bit, which would make him a little a lighter blue. So, what are you complaining for? Or just even the Montreals, the Montreals, yeah. Montreals, there's yeah. a Rick, you know what I'm talking about? The Leku. I know uh, on, yeah, yeah. on Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they're shorter than they are in the Clone Wars. That's because you can't do that in live action, dude. She wouldn't be able to move. It's a freaking cartoon, dude. You got to get over that shit. Like, you bring a character <laughs> to live action, it's going so to look too. different. Yeah. It's going to be slightly different. And this is the guy that created all that shit. Just trust the process. Trust the process in what he's doing. But now we go, oh, well, this isn't movie accurate. No, shut up. I don't know. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I do really think it's a setup for season three. I guess that's my biggest takeaway. We're setting up something for season three. All of this has been a setup for that. And really, right, Rick is right. right. In the, not that one episode 2.5, the whole damn series is 2.5. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. Anyway. You know, to go back down to what you were saying about. Um... You know, what we're seeing with, with Mando and Din Djarin is what we expected from, from Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. That's the character we expected originally as this is Boba Fett. But then um, the other thing that pops into my mind is going back and, and thinking back to the, to the legends and the, the, the former expanded universe. Boba Fett always had a very interesting sense of justice. Mm-hmm. He was always kind of sick and and not right with the way he played that. And I'm not trying to say he was he was more of an anti-hero. Like one of the reasons he targeted Han Solo so much was because Han Solo was a spice smuggler, right? Mm-hmm. And that to actually him was that gives wrong. that gives background here in the, <laughs> the series that you see with the whole spice running. I yeah. just saw your text. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the, it's the meme. It's you know there's that. He has a sense of morality of what he's doing. And I think that's where we're seeing a lot of that in terms of the evolution of the Boba Fett character is seeing that morality that he has. He's always been, this is how he pays the bills. This is, you know, he, he was revenge driven for a long time. All these other pieces. What do you do once all that's gone? Yeah. And it is for, it is for uh, Din Djarin too. Like basically his mm-hmm. whole identity for as a Mando is basically gone. Honestly, how long until yeah. we see him just take off his helmet all the time? I think I think he got that coming in season three. Like he's just going to be like, I can take off my helmet yeah. because this this part's gone. This part's gone. Right. I, I am who I am, but that part of it is it's gone because they rejected me. You know, right. I'm going I'm to follow stuff, but I don't need to worry and, about this. And even even the armor was hinting at at the idea of a mythosaur will rise, and they're the ones who are going to help bring back Mandalore to its former glory. Mm-hmm. Right, well, guess who's the Mythosaur? Guess whose clan had the Mythosaur logo? That's Boba Fett's. So you've got a lot of foreshadowing in there. It's nowhere near done, like Dan's saying. It's, it's you know, there's one more chapter, which is supposed to have a, a big, crazy twist that even uh, tomorrow Morrison has talked about. He won't tell what it is, but he goes, just wait till, wait till chapter seven. Wait till chapter seven. 
Yeah, it all makes sense. That's, that's what he's saying. One, that's yeah. written by Dave Filoni, right? Dave Filoni and John yes. Favreau. And there are some there are some teasers if you happen to go to IMDb. There's some possible spoilers. I won't go say ahead. Them out go loud. ahead. Well, I mean, at this point, by the time this airs, we'll probably be just a day or two away from it. But uh, on on IMDb, it says in epi- it says on episode seven that Harrison Ford is a cast member. Yeah, so he did his uh, he did some some stuff, and they're doing de aging stuff with him. Mm-hmm. Since we're talking so about it, that, speculation is that um, Grogu turns down the Jedi and goes to Din Djarin because I guess in one of the comics it's mentioned that um, Ben Solo is the first student yes. in, in Luke's. In I just Luke's saw school. that too. So that makes sense for you know Grogu to say, "Well, I'm going to go with this because it was hinted at too." Your life, you know, what's a short time for you is a lifetime for other people, meaning he can mm-hmm. go back and do that later, you know, when, when he's ready to do that. And that would put Ben Solo as the first uh, as the first student, and then it le- everything leads into it. Right. So it wouldn't be surprised if what you see is kind of like what they call the Harry Potter scene when, you know, Obi-Wan went and dropped off um, Luke with, uh, with Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen. Is that what you get at the end? Hey Luke, you know here's Ben, and that's you know, do you in there, knowing okay? Mm-hmm. Now we got all this time to explore what happens with you know, the rise of uh, Ben Solo, turning into Kylo Ren. There's all kinds of stuff you can you can do with that. That could be it. That could be yeah. it. But then at the same time, Don Knotts was listed as the caretaker of the Haunted Mansion movie for years, and that didn't work out. So you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's true. Interesting stuff to see. Um, I can't wait, man. The last episode was was fire to see Grogu jumping around and with the frogs and oh, yeah, even be off with that little lightsaber, dude. Him. That was so good, dude. Flip around like a yeah, flip up around. Yeah, like there a... was people posting on people were posting on Twitter. Uh, if you don't watch this episode or you wait, you are going. Everyone's going to put spoilers on Twitter. Don't mm-hmm. don't even try to wait. <laughs> There's even speculation that it was. I think what, that text. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, there's even speculation that they're going to even show who rescued Grogu from the temple. Because one of the symbols on the wall is a character named Barris Afi, who was um, actually left the Jedi Order. She was Ahsoka's friend. And it was like, mm-hmm. people were saying, it's interesting to see that like Ahsoka was in this episode, but they also make this reference to Barris Afi, which is just, it's a symbol that's on the wall. Where it's like that's her symbol. Yeah. Like it's known as like that's her symbol. So th- that's kind of cool too. So and then I saw somebody post a video where it said like they asked Dave Filoni and he's like, yeah, you know, I never, I never wanted to to kill her off. Like I have something bigger in mind. There's a different story for her. You know, kind of down the line. Mm-hmm. Could this be it? Could this be her way of because she, she was basically expelled from the Jedi Order. And then there, I guess there's some legend stuff where she was let back in, but under a watchful. Like they they kept an eye on her. Was like, well, you left us, and now we let you back, but like we're keeping an eye on you because we don't really trust you, you know, kind of thing. Makes sense that she could have been there when Order sixty six went down, and took him. So we'll see. I don't know. That's gonna be like, I can't wait for but that. Then you, you, I mean, could be you don't want to, you don't want to think about it this way, and it, it doesn't follow in the patterns, but at the same time, who were the two people you know went back to that temple? Oh, um, Yoda himself and uh, uh, Obi Wan, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the and I, I haven't seen anybody talk about this, but did the Jedi that were there in his flashback, did they seem familiar? 
Uh, Star Wars Theory didn't know who any of them were. Okay. He, yeah, he was. They, they, he said he'd looked into it and didn't really couldn't make anybody out. He had some assumptions, but then lightsaber colors didn't match. Uh, so that was what was throwing him off on a lot of it. Mm. And one of them kind of looked like Kiati Mundi, but he is shown in the movie Dying. So, like, that's definitely not him. So, you know, I don't know. Kind of, kind of weird. I just wondered, because, you know, they throw that stuff in all the time. And it's long term storytelling at its finest. All right. Anything else? I don't don't know how much. Yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it. I want to see the last episode, then we can really get into it. All all that. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's good. I think it's good. All right. All right. So um, we want to thank our sponsors, Crown and Stash, Maid Shop Riverside, and Orange Circle Optometry. Ooh, he's got some big you news. Can, we'll uh, let him. Orange Circle Optometry's got some big news about his son. That he we'll, does. Let, we'll let that, that drop later. If you want to contact us, you can email at us at exocast.yahoo.com. We're also on Instagram as EXO Culture, Facebook as EXO Cult, Twitter as EXO Cultcast, and TikTok as EXO Cast. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Podomatic, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. You can even ask your smart home device to play Extraordinary Culture Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs> only time I've only after a certain Halloween, Halloween special? special, yeah. Uh, let's see. So, look up, uh, let's see. Jules Winfield looks delicious, uh, looks great. Does he? He was gonna say he looks delicious. I don't know why I was, was gonna, gonna say, say that. <laughs> he was gonna say Jules Winfield looks delicious. <laughs>